All right, special holiday mini opening. We told you guys we had some mail coming from hashtag not a sponsor eBay. That was the Colin Squires autograph ball. And we stumbled upon a 2021 replacement mystery pack from the Topps first edition stuff with the entire screw up with Topps and them not sending anything to the PLL shop. So this is a numbered card for sure, as long as this is a PLL. How funny would it be if this wasn't even a PLL card, Deach? That would be insanely <laughs> funny. Imagine just pulling it so random, like a, I don't know, some Allen and Ginter baseball card. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, I mean, I'll put it out there for the people. We spent $30 on this. And uh, I'll give my top three of what I want to pull from this, and then I'll let you give your top three. Obviously, we're looking for that one-of-one Colin Squires. That is an obvious one. A Paul Rabel would be sweet. And then... I'd say Blaze would be my next. Because it's the 2021 first edition. Obviously, it's when Chaos won the championship. So, those are my three. Deej, your your top three here. Um... Outside of Squires, obviously, because that's just a right mission uh, of the show. Uh, Lyle, of course. Lyle would be sweet. Um, ooh. Jeff T. Right. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe Brad Smith. That's an interesting one. And, but like an auto Brad Smith. Would Brad Smith be in this set? I don't know if he was in this set. Because it was all like the uh, award winners and then rookies. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm. Who else was a rookie with T? Maybe Tom Schreiber. Schreiber would be cool. Number one player. PL top 50. So here we go. We're going to crack this bad boy open. It's going to lose a gazillion dollars of value because it's going to have the seal broken, but this came from Michigan. <laughs> which I could have just picked up, which is wild. It's literally like two hours away from you. Yep. It is completely sealed like with tape and everything, too. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but here we go. If we pull the Squires one of one, it's a wrap. Oh, yeah. That reaction will literally just be this episode. <laughs> That's it. That is like our white whale. I don't want to like mess up the card too by not having both sides of the tape pulled off here. When I got this into, I sent you the picture and we were both like, we forgot how like wide these packs yeah. were in comparison to everything else. All right, there we go. Tops 2021 first edition replacement card. I'm not even going to look. Eyes are closed. I'm not even going to show the people what the back of the card is. I don't see anything. Here we go. 
Oh, shit. We got to 50. 25 out of 50, Josh Byrne, second team all pro. Not Can't go wrong with Josh Byrne. Shabby. That is the boy. I'm not mad. 22 out of 50. I think that was our... Did you pull any to 50 from your... I don't think I pulled any to 50 in mine. Maybe one. I feel like my miles was out of 50. So there it is. But I don't remember. Illustrious Mystery Pack. Josh Byrne, 22 out of 50. Or 25 out of 50, I'm sorry. It's right down the middle, too. That is not bad. I'm not mad about that. No, I I like that. Uh, and I think that's worth more than $30. Definitely. Definitely worth it. Josh Byrne is... Kind of, did you see that they started a podcast, him and Dane? Yeah. First episode is up on... Never mind. We won't do free ads around here. Yeah, yeah. unless they have us on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they want to throw us on and do a little collab show or something, you know. I know it is right. through the... Uh... The Buffalo Bandits franchise that they're doing it. So good for them. That'll be entertaining, though. Oh, most definitely. So there it is. Josh Byrne, 22 out of 50. Deej has more cards coming from this year's set. I have a shit ton just waiting to be opened uh, and allegedly more coming that I don't know if it's the ones that have been delivered already or not, but we have more. And there will be more openings. Uh, but I figured we'd do this one for the old Chrysler time. No free ads. Good old time's sake. For the holidays. So, Sleeved up. Bang, bang. Josh Byrne gang. I mean, if you're going to pull a veteran, I think Josh Byrne is... The one to go with. One of the, the ones you want to get. Especially from a year when he won a championship. And yep. there it is. So without any further ado... We're going to get into the pod. I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on otb nation welcome in to episode number 253 of the number nine ranked ncaa podcast the allegedly award nominated everything podcast 
the number nine Shrek ranked podcast. Shrek, where are the rankings? Where are the rankings? We need updates on the rankings. Need it. Uh, and of course, viewable on YouTube, Outside the Box Podcast, the official lacrosse podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios. And joining me this week, we have a guest. <laughs> well, just, just kidding. It's Deej coming from a location like number eight that he's recorded this podcast from since he's hopped on full time. Uh, what's popping brother, bro. I'm just mad. I got to go to work in this storm tomorrow. It's only for like an hour. So I'm going to get there and do what I got to do and leave. They couldn't have let but, you do it remote, bro, bro. I guess the radio is the most essential job you can ever have. So I kind of screwed myself over. Got to play the hits. Got to play the hits. Hey. And, and it was more about like the emergency signals, all that BS. So that is essential. Just trying not to die out here. Fair, valid. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to get into, and as I'm sitting here, I think there's a lot we haven't touched on. So I think we'll start the show with that. But make sure you guys are following us on the socials at OTB Laxpod, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, follow Deej on Twitter at SCS underscore next. Great. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It truly does go a long way for more people finding the show and uh, you know getting more ears and eyes on OTB Nation. Let's keep this thing trucking along. We're currently at 117 overall reviews. Let's keep that thing going. Leave those five-star reviews. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. That's where you get full video episodes of OTB every single week. That's where you get OTB casts when Deej and I are doing our live streams this year uh, for the NLL. And we'll probably do some for the PLL for the games we're not at. Uh, you get original content as well on the YouTube channel. We're at 331 subscribers as of this recording. Trying to get to 350 in the next nine days. Help us out, OTB Nation. I know there's a lot of you out there. Be a friend, tell a friend. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash at underground sports Philadelphia. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon. Comment down below your thoughts on everything Deej and I touch on on this episode. And uh, this holiday season, share the YouTube with your people. And, of course, go get your merch. PHI Apparel Company, the official merch provider of Underground Sports Philadelphia and the Outside the Box podcast. Guys, there's no doubt that when you're going to your favorite NLL team, uh, home stadium, road stadium, when you're going out on the road for the PLL, or you know you're just kicking it, practicing, you know outside taking shots, whatever it may be, you're gonna stand out rocking that official outside the box podcast merch. You guys can go to phiapparel.co and use code Underground for 10% off your order. That's code UNDERGROUND for 10% off at phiapparel.co. DJ, I think there's some things, I forget if we've talked about them or not, um, but a few things have popped up over the last few weeks. Number one, uh, Coach Quirk has stepped down as head coach and GM of the Cannons Lacrosse Club. I don't know if we talked about this or not because it happened the day after we recorded, I think. Um, but Coach Quirk steps down, uh, just had heart surgery. Uh, that he mentioned in his uh, stepping down post. And then uh, obviously his kids getting set for more high school and college lacrosse. So more time with his family, but a bummer that, you know, part of the OTB coaching staff is uh, no longer with the cannons. It is an interesting move though, that he traded for Matt Cavanaugh 
uh, a week before he stepped down or pretty close to it. Uh, but what were your thoughts when you saw Coach Quirk step down? Um, I mean, it kind of fell in line with what has been happening this offseason. Everything with the PLL has been kind of like, what the fuck? Like, literally, <laughs> that's like something happens and I just go, what the fuck? Like, there's been no leaks of anything, nothing, no rumors, no, you know, nothing being expected of any of this happening. Like, it just drops and everybody's jaws on the ground. It's just like, well, what's going to happen now? <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, luckily they aren't in the in the championship series, so they don't have to worry about that. Like, Very true. like Atlas does, but, you know, they're in the, the opposite side of that situation. Like, they're supposed to be starting a rebuild, so, like, maybe it's a good thing. Got to get ready for a draft, too, that you don't have many draft picks in. So that's another tough thing for the next coach and GM to uh, step into. And Cav, I mean, that situation's going to be interesting. Like, obviously, you trade for him if you're Coach Quirk because you intended on signing him, which they did. And now, does he fit the new coach's, you know, way of how he wants to construct this team? It's going to be interesting. Um, but we send the best to Coach Quirk. We're trying to get him back on the show soon as well, even though he's no longer the head coach and GM at Cannons. He's still a friend of the program. So shout out to Coach Quirk. We appreciate the hell out of him. Uh, we did his first interview uh, when he got hired to be the head coach of Cannons. He's been on the show multiple times, and uh, he's always a delight to talk to. And I'm going to miss him in post-game press conferences. I'm going to miss his energy on the sidelines. But sending him and his family all the best. Uh, and then... Injury news across the board. We've had two face-off guys go down. Uh, we found out who the second one was, who I was being talked about. But obviously the boy, Joe Nardella, uh, tore his ACL. He's going to be out for the remainder of the NLL season and all of the 2023 PLL season. Uh, he's going to miss the championship series. Wasn't on the roster, obviously. Um, but even if he was, he was going to miss that. Going to miss the entire PLL season. It's just a huge bummer to not have one of the best players on the planet out there. Um, Nards is a huge catalyst for what that Whipsnakes team does. And uh, it just sucks that, you know, he's going to be out and missing an entire year. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, safe recovery, fast recovery, most importantly out to Joe. But it's just like I'm interested to see how this affects that team. Like no one's really thought about it. Like, they haven't played a game in so long without Joe Nardella. Like, like he's if at all. That that's also what I was gonna say. I don't know if he if they have, but it's also just like he's such a big part of like how they construct their offense. Like most teams don't realize like how big of a role he plays offensively for them and like them getting into a groove and not having to worry late game because he, they know they're gonna have possession. Like this doesn't just affect their face-off unit it affects literally the entire team possibly to you know all the way down to the goalie with how many shots they're seeing because they're playing so much defense and in the opposite side so it's like this is a lot bigger injury than i think a lot of people are understanding at the moment yeah and justin Inacio also out for the pll season uh with an injury as well um just when you felt like he was starting to get into a groove towards the end of the year for the Archers, had that big game late uh, for them and, you know, really buckled down at the stripe. That's a bummer, especially for, you know, him 
being as young as he is and, you know, trying to get into that groove of the PLL face-off, you know, technique and just, you know, cadence and everything. Um, the big thing is going to be when PLL free agency opens. Connor Farrell's a free agent. That's going to be, if he stays a free agent, there's going to be three teams vying for Connor Farrell. It's going to be Chrome to retain him. And it wouldn't shock me if, you know, Bates and Staggs are like, yeah, let's go sign Connor Farrell to a one-year deal. That way we're our bases are completely covered on two teams that have championship aspirations in the Archers and Whipsnakes. You don't really lose that much of a step, and you kind of gain a little bit if you're Archers if you get Connor Farrell at the stripe. Um, that's going to be an interesting wrinkle to this PLL free agency. Dog. This shit is fucking hilarious. But also, like, I don't know, like, J.I., he was just starting to get a groove. So, like, that's what's sad about that for, for the Archers is he was finally finding his footing and getting used to the cadence and fitting into that team. So to lose him for an entire summer is is a huge bummer. But it's like he wasn't that great last year so like it kind of is an opportunity to possibly find something new so and i mean for just the way that their team is constructed i feel like they should be trying to find a new a new face-off guy anyway like somebody who is more along the lines of a joan ardella or or a trevor baptiste who's going to get your offense the ball consistently maybe even connor farrell Zach Tucci. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Zach Tucci's out there. Mike Sisselberger is going to be fantastic. Like, once he gets into the league, like, there's going to be options this year. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, the Archers, like, really take some serious serious shots, all pun intended, with, with the bows there. And, yeah. and at pulling in a serious, you know, face-off guy. Because then – even when J.I. comes back, it's more of a competition and you have a change of pace there at, at um, face-off. I think more of uh, who was running like a legit two face-off system for a while. Was the Cannons? I wouldn't say legit, but they were running a, a two face-off guy uh, system there. And that, well, it was the Archers originally. It was yeah. Bones Kelly and, and Brendan Fowler. Mm -hmm. Even if they go back to something like that or like what you see in international play, like there's no way Trevor Baptiste is going to go out and take 100% of the faceoffs with TDS as backup. Like they're mm -hmm. going to split that. So like the Archers could run into a position like that where they have two very solid guys and they don't necessarily want to give one guy the ups, so they just run both. And we finally see that expansion on game day rosters that we've been looking for so they can they can dress two face-off guys yeah it's gonna be interesting i'm excited for all of that to kind of shake out and start and obviously pll free agency doesn't start for another three months um but that's an, a fascinating wrinkle to it um and wishing all the best to to j.i and to nards uh for a healthy recovery and then last bit of news to unfortunate news want to send uh, our love and, and all the best to uh, Kark's family. Paul Karkatera's dad passed away. 
Um, so want to send all the love to the Carcaterra family. You know, losing a loved one sucks, and especially this time of year sucks. Um, so sending our love to to Kark and his entire family, and you know, it, it, there's no replacing the the person you lost. So just uh, you know, remember the the good times, the fun times, and uh, Kark's the best. So we love you, and uh, sending you and your family the best. Absolutely, take him to lacrosse. It's the medicine game. Get Absolutely. out, you know, go to a game, get up in a suite, and chow down on all the food that's free and get a thousand drinks and just scream at the ref for being bad. Like, I, I don't know. Just, you know, just, just go in and take in some lacrosse. It's the, that's the best part about it is it, it truly is a healing game. And spend some time with those loved ones. Um, but all the best to Kark. Uh, but Deej week three of the NLL in the books time to recap week three, the week that was, uh, no games this week or on holiday break. Uh, and the more and more that I look at it, the more and more, you know, from producing top ends, I'm like, wow, lacrosse and soccer are so similar. Um, both on holiday breaks, obviously coming off the World Cup. But we got the holiday break for the NLL, so no pick segment this week. Uh, but we're going to recap week three quickly. Uh, Calgary top Vancouver 14-5. to five. Uh, Panther City. Big dub over Vegas in Vegas, where your boy, Devontae Adams, took in the game. Uh, Panther City wins 9-3. Buffalo tops Toronto 11-8. Rochester with a huge win, 14-13 over Albany. The Philadelphia Wings go toe-to-toe with the Georgia Swarm once again. Another one-goal game, 13-12. The Wings on top. The Halifax Thunderbirds set a franchise record for goals scored and win 20-11 to over the Riptide. And the Colorado Mammoth get their first win of the year, 12-9 over Panther City. Vegas, all I have to say to you guys is I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I was one Vegas win away from a perfect week, uh, which would have been sensational to start the season with a perfect week, but... A fantastic weekend this past weekend that we had in the NLL across the board. High energy games, uh, you know, that that big cluster on Saturday, the Buffalo, Toronto, Rochester, Albany, Philly, and Georgia games were unreal. Um, Halifax, New York was absurd. Uh, Just a crazy amount of scoring. Uh, What stood out to you in week three, Deach? Um, Really that that Albany-Rochester game. I was really concerned with how that Albany defense was going to come out and affect this newfound uh, Rochester offense. Uh, Rochester made me look stupid for a while. Um, or Well, really, they made me look really good because for a while, I think Albany maintained a four or five goal lead for a while, and they looked really good and looked like they were going to pull away. And then all of a sudden, you know, here comes Curtis Knight and, and Connor Fields and, and the rest of those Ryan guys. Smith. And like, yeah, and I'm like, okay. This is what I, I thought was going to happen. And just to see that energy at the end of the game, I went, are the Rochester Nighthawks the best team in the NLL? So far, it's hard to argue. Like, literally, that's a, like, that's through three weeks. It's very difficult right to argue. Like, it's, it's almost extremely impossible to say they're not the best team in the NLL right now. My, uh, my first instinct obviously uh from the pat mcafee show evan fox big detroit lions fan 
our guy Pat Pitts, big Detroit Lions guy. They've been doing this whole brand new Lions thing. First thing that popped in my head with the night, brand new Nighthawks. It's brand new Nighthawks. They look like a completely different team, dude. And I don't know if it's just the injection of Fieldsy into this lineup, but they just have this like rejuvenation about them. Like they don't look like like last year, I would say like not that they looked defeated, but it was just like they kind of knew what the deal was. Like they kind of knew what the outcome was going to be. This year, it's like they have this new confidence and swagger and arrogance about them. Shout out AT, um, where like they're they're not gonna just fold when the tough times get going. Like they get rocking and rolling, they take punches, and they're not going down without a fight. And I think that's huge. I tweeted this too. Like Rochester being good is good for the league. Like that they're one of those teams that even though it's Rochester 2.0 and everything like they're a staple, you know, market in the NLL that even though they're a small market city in the lacrosse space, it's a huge deal for Rochester to be good. Like you don't want Rochester to be bad. This is like, you know, it it's similar to like, if trying to think of a, you know, comparison, but it's kind of like, the Mets almost like the Mets are like MLB when it comes to baseball, like people want the Mets to be good because then it's like you have the New York, New York thing where the Buffalo bandits and it's funny because they're owned by the same ownership group. Like the bandits are the Yankees and then you have the Rochester Nighthawks who are now kind of like the Mets when both teams are good. It's good for the league. It's the reason the Seahawks are always pretty decent. Mm hmm. Because they're, like, the only relevant team in Seattle. So, like, somebody has to be good up there. Right. So, the Seahawks just get to be it. Yeah. So, like, like, Rochester being good is, like, it just fuels more fire to the league and just the parity and everything. So, like, I'm so – I'm pumped for them. Obviously, Fieldsy's our guy. Like, we love Connor. Um, and just seeing those dudes ball out, like, is super fun. So, shout out to the Nighthawks. Told you, Deej, the Philadelphia Wings, one goal games against the Georgia Swarm. Six straight contests dating back to January of 2020 between the Wings and Swarm have been one goal decisions. The Wings have now won five straight against Georgia. Um, 13-12 the final. Philly was getting dominated for the early parts of this game. I was pulling my hair. I was watching it with with the OG and CFO Margie, and we were like, what the fuck, guys? Like, get it together. You're too good to not be getting it together. And then you see Ben McIntosh start to cook. And you see Joey Rez, the Riz God, which I found out this week, Deech. Do you know what Riz is short for? Ritz Carlton? I don't fucking know. Like, you know how all the kids are saying, oh, you got Riz, you're a Riz God. Short for Charisma. Excuse me, Riz is short for charisma? Uh-huh. <laughs> I just blew your mind. <laughs> nah, bro, you just broke it. That don't make no sense, bro. Like, you know how they said, if it don't make sense, it don't make dollars? Like, that right there is the definition of that. Because what? Charisma. I can't say charisma any other way now. 
There's got to be charisma. Oh, it's hilarious. Wow, bro. You learn something new every day. Right? Blows your mind. Them, uh, buena, them buena kids getting you together. I didn't even learn you from know, them. You know. I didn't even look, I blew their minds today with that too. Oh they they were looking around like No way. <laughs> Bruh. Uh but the wings, big time win. Blaze continues to be on a rampage to start this year. Uh Matt Rambo looked great. The offense started to kind of click. Trevor was phenomenal at the stripe again. Defense was much more improved. As the game went on, Higgy was standing on his head, looking like a fucking beast in net. And the Wings just win against Georgia. Um, no offense to Georgia's broadcast team either, but my God, are they rough to listen to. Yeah, it was, My God. I miss Scott was, Ratliff in the yeah. booth. Scott Ratliff made Georgia broadcast very tolerable. Oh, extremely tolerable. But, Almost uh, muted him. <laughs> It was tough, but shout out to the wingies getting the job done. Uh, Buffalo beats Toronto. That was a big one for your boy. Um, very competitive game. Toronto's not, offense not. just didn't like wasn't get going. Yeah, like that was the thing. Like they were I wasn't stagnant. surprised by the defenses, the way they played, the goalies. Like everything seemed very on par outside of Toronto's offense being extremely. Stale slow extremely like what it seemed like when you watch basketball iso like the iso yeah. game where everybody just goes one-on-one in basketball all the time like that's what it looked like and it, yeah it just didn't seem like toronto was playing their their offensive set really yeah very weird game there but they're off to the same start they were off to last year they're one and two um and they recovered you know so you can never count toronto out um Panther City, even though they went one and one this weekend, very impressive weekend from them. Still think they're a very good team. They're going to be in the mix, I think, until the very end. Um, dominant defensive performance against Vegas, uh, and I think that helps. You know, when you see a team back to back weekends, you kind of know tendencies. You kind of understand how they're going to play you, and I think that benefited Panther City. And we should have known that when we made our picks, um, but we were we were buying in on the Vegas Kool Aid. Uh, Devontae Adams, big lacrosse guy. I know you you look like the star man. eye emoji when you saw that. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I literally lost it. I thought, <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought, you're my I, boy, I, Blue. I was like, I, I got to be dreaming, living in La La Land right now. <laughs> I was like, ain't no way Tay's at the game. They have, a, very jersey. Cool. They have a jersey and everything. That was, was very like, cool. I told you, I was like, this is, he's certified best wide receiver in the NFL right now. <laughs> Like, like I already thought it, but that certified it for sure. His riz off the charts. <laughs> Leave. Leave. Oh, man. Um, only thing I have to say about Vancouver is I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Sorry, not sorry. I think it's the beat curse. That team is just a mess. Because I ain't going to say his name. That team is just a mess. Like... The offense doesn't look good at all. They don't have a defense. The goalie situation, we love Steve Fryer, but man. Yeah, he's not. Uh, it's like, it's just no consistency with that team. They are just in a state of limbo. 
I almost want to blame the defense more for Steve Fryer's agreed faults, faults than anything. I um, three weeks to the season. I'm gonna drop a hot take here. Would they not... on the? Are they on the no pick list? Well, that, but it would not shock me if one of, if not both, Mitch Jones and Logan Schuss are traded at the deadline. Oh, damn. Damn. That's a... If they're going to continue to play the way that they're playing right now, like, free my mans. That's a bold ass. Free my mans. Um, That is a bold assumption. You got to... You gotta figure, you gotta figure out like at some point too for this Vancouver team. Like you can't just litter your roster with guys who are just from Vancouver. <laughs> you gotta have some diversity, guys. Um, I understand it's more helpful and everything in a league where you practice once a week, but like my God, get get some guys from across the the globe and everywhere, not just BC guys. Um, Deej. It works for them. Don't fix what ain't broke. A lot of things are broke there. (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll give you the floor here. What went wrong with your New York Riptide? Um, It was the woes that we saw in, in week one when they played San Diego. You know, same, really same problems. And, and the defense just couldn't communicate, couldn't stay in front, giving up a lot of open shots, a lot of rebounds on the backside. And they just couldn't recover offensively. Like the offense snapped into it against San Diego and just, they could, they just start giving it to them. But in this game, the offense could never get enough going. They got one, two, three here, you know, here and there, but there was never a four, five, six goal run like they had against San Diego that was keeping them legitimately in the game. So it's just like the defense is going to have to step it up and, and really make some plays because the offense has the talent and, and can and can make things happen. But if they're not getting the ball enough and they're constantly playing from behind, it, it's going to be a very, very rough season. Callum didn't play in this game for the Riptide. Yeah. Um, Connor Kiernan had a great game, four points in this one. The big thing that stands out to me is – Jake Withers fucking worked Jay Thornbird at the stripe. Oh, worked yeah. him. Um, Withers had 22 loose balls in this game. <laughs> like, that's just crazy. Not crazy in a sense of just like Jake Withers is just unreal. Um, even though it's like kind of like the norm for him. Um, impressive game, too, from Drew Hutchinson. Uh, Drew Hutchinson. Got the start. It was a late announcement. Warren Hill did not play in this game. Uh, only allowed 11 goals, 29 saves. Very impressive win there for Hutchison. Um, Mike, did we underestimate Ryan Banesh going back to Halifax? I think so. Jesus Christ, man. He's They're on off a tear. And with Stati back, they look, they look fantastic. The big three of him, Randy, and Cody Jameson is nuts. Is a cheat code. It's crazy. You would think because they're kind of on the older side of Tad that things would be a little different, but they are like cooking, cooking, cooking. And then Clark Peterson wild. in the mix too, putting yep. six points on the board in this game. Um, 
Terry had himself a game with three points. He scored two goals. Uh, Austin Shanks activated for this game, four assists. Bushi with four goals. Um, just an all-around unreal performance by the Halifax Thunderbirds in this one. And they're continuing to make us look stupid for kind of doubting, you know, just the team chemistry overall. But these boys are buzzing together and that's a good sign you know for them and just for where they're going to end up in the standings moving forward um but these are the standings right now uh in terms of the nll going into the holiday break uh in the east your standings look like this you've got halifax somehow i guess it's based off of uh goal differential here even though Halifax has one less game played. They're 2-0 uh, in first place. Rochester at 3-0 in second place. Albany, Buffalo, Philadelphia all at 1-1. One one. Toronto at 1-2. Georgia at 0-2. And the Riptide at 0-2. And, and then out west, Calgary and San Diego both 2-0. Panther City at 2-1. Saskatchewan and Colorado both at 1-1. One one. Vegas at 0-2. Vancouver's at 0-3. Not great for Vancouver. Uh, and then coming out of the holiday break, we only have three games next week for everybody. Uh, we have two on New Year's Eve Eve, so December 30th. Great games going into you know the final week of, of 2022. Uh, December 30th, Halifax at Buffalo, San Diego at Calgary, and then New Year's Eve, Panther City at Saskatchewan. I like that. I love it's lovely That's- games. Nice, nice little uh, introduction into the new year. Yes, lovely games going into uh, out of the holiday break uh, and some fun ones on tap for us. And we're working on a, a fun episode for next week too. Um, but I love how we're not the only ones confused by the Alterna Cup being at my A as well. We put yeah. I put that out there on Twitter. A lot of people retweeted and liked that tweet. Um, Still don't have an answer, so if we do get an answer, we'll let you know. Uh, but, Deej, the NLL Week 3 OTB Awards. These are our weekly awards that we dish out to the best performers of the week. It's brought to you by our friends at Trophy Smack. Guys, there's no better way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk than with our pals over at Trophy Smack. They've got trophies, rings, belts, metal wall art, loser trophies, which is hilarious for your fantasy leagues. You guys can go to trophysmack.com slash underground and start upgrading your fantasy smack talk today. That's trophysmack.com slash underground. Trophysmack.com slash underground. Upgrade yo fantasy smack talk. Deed, your offensive player of the week. I think there's a lot of options that we can go with here. Um, I'm looking across the board at, like, who could be in the mix. Connor Fields just continues to pop up each and every week. But... For the performance he had, I think we got to go Ryan Banesh. I like that a lot. I think, I mean, I don't see how we have we don't have an offensive player of the week this week from a team who's had a franchise record twenty goals in a game. Like, yeah, their offense was literally on fire; like it couldn't be stopped. And he led the team in scoring with nine points. So, and, which is ludicrous to even think about. Nine uh, is insane. Man, wild. Uh, defensive player of the week. I think it's got to – I mean, is it tough to just not say the entire Panther City Lacrosse Club defense? Like, in a in a week where they played twice, 
they allowed a total of 15 goals. And even though they lost, this this is pretty impressive. They allowed 15 goals in two games. Their offense scored 18, so they had a plus three ratio for goals scored versus goals against. I'm not opposed to just giving it to the entire Panther City defense. If we have to give it to one, I say Burnsy. Liam Burns has been so good this year that, like, he's not being talked about. Like, even the broadcasters aren't having to say his name enough because guys aren't really attacking him. He's not in a lot of a mix. He's just being a shutdown defender. He's just doing everything that he did for the Water Dogs inside for a different team that wears purple. So, uh, Liam Burns being Liam Burns is awesome. Nine loose balls, two cause turnovers uh, in two games this week. That's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I don't hate giving it to Burnsy as as the the singular. If we have to, yeah, don't. Mm-hmm. give it to Liam Burns. But also, just shout out to the entire Panther City defense. Yeah. Fantastic weekend for you guys. I mean, uh, and I mean, really, if you look at the magnitude, also those games, like you got. A expansion team playing in front of their home crowd for the first time. That was a stellar crowd. I mean, they were loud. There was a lot of them there. And you got 102,000 viewing at average, which was fantastic. And then you turn around the very next day and you play the defending champs who lost their first, who got mollywopped their first game of the year and are looking to, you know, make a statement and get back on track. You hold those two teams to 15. I mean, I, it's hard to say you weren't the best defense of the week. Rookie of the week. Uh, I'm pretty sure this guy's a rookie. I saw his name all over social media this past weekend. He was very impressive from Panther City. Nathan Grennan, I think, is a name we got to keep an eye on. He was very impressive for Panther City this week. He gets my vote. I would not hate that whatsoever. I'm just wondering if he's the NLL still updating their uh Stat stuff, so I'm not a hundred percent sure if he's a rookie, but I think he is. Right. Um, I think so as well. Yeah, he was. He's a rookie. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then I think goalie of the week has to go to Hutchison. Yeah, to come off the bench and pretty much play exactly like his predecessor, and no one, a lot of people didn't even notice until halfway through the game that it wasn't Warren Hill who was in net and, and was balling out like that. So, and also getting a twenty-two eleven dub against uh, Teeter, Larson, Sundown, Connor Kieran, even without Callum Crawford, like it doesn't Riley matter. O'Connor. Yeah, like the, the those four guys alone are are enough to to hang quite a few. Uh, on a guy. So to hold those guys to 11 plus the help they have is is pretty fantastic. Purple Swag Week on the OTB Awards brought to you by Trophy Smack. Ryan Benesh, your Offensive Player of the Week. Liam Burns, your Defensive Player of the Week. Your Rookie of the Week, Nathan Grennan. And Drew Hutchison, your Goalie of the Week.
Which brings us to Deej's State of the Fandom, your search for a favorite NLL team. It's brought to you by the homies at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Deej, how have the sunglasses been treating you? You know, there's not too much sun. I'm sure you're still rocking those bad boys. Oh, they've been fantastic. You know, I'm um, keeping the the ice out of my out of my eyes, the sunshine bouncing off the ice out of my eyes. But I've been using blue lights like crazy between work, work and home with, you know, bringing this laptop to do pod and, and stuff at home and then being at work. And I got it literally now that I'm in a studio for my office, I have two two touchscreen flat screen uh, monitors in front of me. And then I had two regular monitors up top in front of me. So I got four monitors plus my laptop to the side and my phone all just popping at me all day. So the blue lights have been fantastic. If you are around screens all day, which FYI, we're all around. We all are. Get yourself a pair of those blue light glasses. Get the blue light plus glasses. Get the sunglasses because DJ and I both subscribe to the thought process, the theory. Sunglasses are just as important in the wintertime as they are in the summer. Oh, yeah. Maybe Need even them. more. Maybe even Might more even important. be even more. Uh, and also, if you're experiencing, you know, some snowy conditions, you can get the Tomahawk Ski and Snow Goggles now at TomahawkShades.com. Uh, they're partnering up with big-time athletes, big-time celebrities, and they're just joining the Tomahawk team along with OTB and Underground Sports. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com. Use code USP for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Deej, your state of the fandom. How's it looking? Big week. A lot of teams played. Has anything changed? Um, I really like Panther City moving into the five slot. Pumping out, bumping out the Riptide. They had a very tough week. Um, wow, Riptide out. Yeah, they're not out far, but they're you know they can hover. But first time 20, in a long time they've been out. Twenty to eleven in, at home after you know losing already to start the year. Like and like yeah, Halifax has been good this year, but twenty to eleven guys, ugh. tough. That that's that's tough. And then Vancouver might be the first team to get scratched this year. They just haven't looked good at all. Um Vegas isn't ranked, but you know, I'm giving them a lot of leeway being an expansion team. Um it's really just the jerseys that are kind of killing me, but for some reason they look half all right on TV. So maybe they'll look really good in person. Plus they had Devontae. And yeah, and and Tay was there. So like that kind of gave him a few kudo points for sure. Um, but I really, I really, really like uh, Rochester moving up into the second slot, bumping Toronto down after they had a tough week as well. Rochester looks good. And, I mean, when I got into lacrosse, Connor Fields was at Albany, and they were a top five team in the country. So he's kind of a guy I saw a lot of when I first got into the sport. So. It's nice to see him kind of getting back into that groove. So I wouldn't be opposed to donning a Rochester jersey here and there. So is everybody still on the table going into the holidays? Yes, but Georgia and Rod or Georgia and, and 
Vancouver on the hot seat. They're Jordan, like uh, they're like just, Thanos getting ready to push them off the cliff to get an Infinity Stone. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. Because like Vancouver just hasn't shown me anything this year, and with with Georgia, it's they're good, but it's their mascot. It's got your boy, but that mascot man, that mascot broadcast and, team, and then losing now. Sit. What is it? Six in a row. Five in a row. Five, five. of six. That's. Like not okay. You don't do that. <laughs> you don't lose five of six to the same team. Like all by one goal. The, the, for a lack of a better better phrase, grow a pair <laughs> and, and win a game. Like <laughs> I don't know what else they want me to say about that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so there it is. Everybody's safe going into the holiday weekend, going into the holiday break. But that is DJ State of the Fandom, brought to you by Tomahawk Shades. Switch gears, each from the box game to the field game. Team USA's world roster got announced. Shall we go through this entire roster? As uh, a lot of discourse on the interwebs about the roster and guys being left off, guys who were kept on, and um, I don't know. You know, at, at first look for me, like I was like, "Holy shit, this team!" Is awesome, and then you sit back and you look, and it's like, wow, a lot of guys were left off. Um, but as a whole, like, I don't see how anybody can be like, unless you're a player, obviously, and you want to be on that roster for sure. Uh, I don't see how a fan though can be mad about this roster because here we go, Team USA, the 23-man U.S. men's national team roster competing to defend their gold at Worlds in uh, San Diego this summer. Looks like this. Trevor Baptiste, Jesse Bernhardt, Charlie Bertrand, Liam Burns, Ryan Conrad, Matt Dunn, Michael Earhart, JT Giles-Harris, Zach Goodrich, TD, Connor Kelly, Jack Kelly, Danny Logan, the boy, Kieran McCardle, the only college player on the roster, Brennan O'Neill, RP Tree, Matt Rambo, Jake Richard, Blaze Reardon, Jack Rowlett, Tom Schreiber, Michael Sowers, and Ryan Tarafanko. What a fucking loaded roster. And the crazy part is the amount of names I got left off. Just to name a few. That would keep this team equally as loaded as it is, if not make it better. Grant Amen, Marcus Holman, Will Manny, Tyler Warner. I mean, he's injured, so that probably played a part. Nard's not on the roster. Um, No Miles Jones. No Miles Jones. But I think that's due to being dad, dad. duties. Yep. Um, surge. No, no surge. surge. I don't even know if he tried out. Yeah, I don't know if he did or not. I like this roster a lot. Like, there's a lot to be happy about with this roster, especially with the chemistry and cohesiveness of the units. To have Jesse and JT from that Chrome defense back there, along with Zach Goodrich, uh, obviously Earhart, you know, 
one of the the best to to ever do it, if not the best. Matt Dunn, um, Liam Burns, like the defense alone, you were probably salivating when I sent you this roster. Oh yeah, when I, when I saw it, I was like, the the defense is the perfect mix of of power and technique, but also communicative. Like they all talk, like almost overly communicate. And, and are extremely loud with each other. Everybody knows where they are at all times and are ready to help at all times. But also, um, they're just strong and, and physical. They play hard. They check hard. Um, they, and, and their technique is right. They have good footwork. They're always in the right place at the right time. And they're always ready to help. Like All of that matters. And to get, I don't know, what do, what do they have, five poles and five shorties or something like that? To, to mm-hmm. get eight to 10 guys that could do all of those things consistently for you is like impossible. But they didn't even bring up the boy, Jack Rowlett. When I mentioned all those guys in there too, like Jack's one of the best out there. Easy. He probably will be the leader slash captain of this defense. And that's hard to say because you got Matt Dunn out there. You got got Jesse Bernhardt, Jesse Bernhardt. Like all these guys are the leaders on their respective defenses at the pro level. So it's like, it's almost like building a true all-star team. It's like taking like <laughs> the dream team USA on 2K and just like playing in a regular game. Like it's almost not fair. Cause like you look at the offense, the offense is the perfect mix of, of speed and finesse w- with skill. You know, one side of, of the offense is very, very fast and it's just going to run by you and shoot. Whereas the other side is very finesse like, and will either break you down with passing and then take advantage of their dodging opportunities or vice versa. Like, I, I don't know how this team is to be stopped. Yeah, and I mean, the fun part, too, is Michael Sowers was listed as an attackman and midfielder. Um, you know, and I'm just looking here to, like, the fact that the fact that Danny Logan and Ryan Tarafanko are on the same team is disgusting. Like, that has me, like, giddy about this roster um talk to the people who may be like me because you know there's some people out there that only watch the pro game but i know the name brennan o'neill i know the hype around him i know he's the next guy but talk to the people who may not be too familiar with him being that he is still two years uh, well by the time this is happening a year away from graduating from Duke, he's class of 2024, gets the opportunity, though, to suit up with everyone else who has played in the PLL this past year, and I believe it's 11 guys are on NLL rosters. Talk to the people about Brendan O'Neill. He's just like the perfect mix of Jake Carraway and Jeff Teague. Like, he has the size of Jake Carraway. He has the, the aggression and the, the character that Jake Carraway plays with and, and the assertiveness, but he also is extremely smart, extremely talented, a very good shooter, very good passer. Like he takes all of the best offensive traits of Jeff T while taking all the best physical and attitude traits of Jake Carraway and making them one player. And, you know, he did that at the college level all year and then turned around and did it in the world games. Um, and now he's going to do it here with this, the official U.S. roster team, because I think that was U21. U23. Or, yeah, whatever. I think they did, yeah, U23 or 21 or whatever. 
because of COVID and all that. But it's he's he's almost the attack version of Tom Schreiber. He he's just that good, that strong. Um, I'm surprised Patrick Hanley didn't get a nod as well. Um, I, I he's a senior, probably going to be the number one draft pick. He is. He's Tom. He is the build of Tom Schreiber and the shot and, and the accuracy, but plays like Sergio Perkovic. Just downhill dodger, and I'm going to drop my shoulder and shoot. And, like, you can't stop me. If I decide I want to go all the way to the net, I'm going to do that as well. Like, But he's also smart enough to understand, okay, they're going to double team here and throw the pole on me, so let me get it to, you know, my shorty over here who's got their weakest short stick. We'll let him dodge and see if I can get open on a rotate behind for a shot. So I'm, I'm excited to see – how he flourishes and how he plays with, you know, pro level guys being really just a junior in, in college. And this will be everyone's true like first look, you know, with him around pros, which is very exciting to kind of just see how he latches on and see how he kind of, you know, keeps his head above water with all these pros on this roster as well. I'm going to go out and say this too. I think I know who the captain's going to be if they do name a captain. I, I'm wondering. I'll, I'm going to give us a 3-2-1. Let's say who we think captain's going to be. 3-2-1. Jack no. Kelly. <laughs> I was thinking, Rob, but then I was like, uh, I kind of think they're going to go with the whole storyline. Center metal storyline. Come back. I mean, because Jack's got a lot of heart. Yeah. And, he, and he's been there before. He's played for Team USA. He knows what it takes. Like, and and there's nothing like having a good goalie that understands as a captain. You see it with Chaos and and Blaze. Like, he's such a key part of their team. And like, he's not like an official captain. Like, he's yeah. never like labeled one. But everybody knows he's a captain of that team, and he and he acts like it. And, and it makes a big difference both on and off the field. If they name captains, I think they'll go three captains, actually. Now that I'm, like, surveying the roster, I think it's the two guys we named. I say Rob because he's one of the oldest guys on the roster. Yep. The the other one will be Jesse Bernhardt because same grad year as Rob, and it's the defensive side of things. And he, I mean, he's a coach for, you know, a national championship team, and, and he gets the game. But I mean, I also could see them scratching Jack and giving it to like Trevor, mm-hmm. you know, who's just been winning recently and has been in, in a lot of good lacrosse positions in the past few years. Like you can't argue that he has that. Say, you know, the I wouldn't say the same expertise, but he has that expertise there to to rally guys and to know what to say or what to do in, in those crucial times. Any surprises that when not in a bad way, like when you saw the roster where you were like, Ooh, wasn't expecting that, but I'm excited for that guy, those guys. I think the ones to me, not Jake that Richard. it's like Jake Richard, I was excited he's back on the roster. Charlie Bertrand getting the opportunity. I'm very excited for him. Ryan Conrad, especially after, you know, yeah. the year that Copeland went on the Ryan Conrad appreciation tour, uh, him getting the nod. Um, 
and then the of other course the homie the homie Kieran. yeah Kieran. i was excited for that Kieran getting the nod was like vindication like we we made it Kieran's getting to play at the pinnacle and uh deserves it um and i think I think JT getting the nod was very fun too. I'm excited for him to get that opportunity for him being a young guy to get in the mix now and get that opportunity, especially after the the season he had with, with Chrome and how well he performed in his unofficial rookie year. Uh, I'm excited for, for JT to get that nod. Um, also another guy left off the roster, Logan Wisnowskis. A lot of people, a lot of people were up in arms about Logan being left off the roster. Who was he left off for? Right, like not, and that's no slight to Logan either. Like, right. we know but how good of a fucking player he is. But look at the attack line that's out. Who did he? Who did he really get left out for? You know, like yeah, Brendan O'Neill. Maybe we we maybe we could, we could take off the one college kid and throw in Logan. Logan probably said he didn't want to play. For being honest, Mans has been playing since. You know, the national championship. Maybe he just wants Plains, to relax. And he's playing the championship series. Yeah, maybe he's he just playing in February. He just wants to chill be... out. Um Mans needs a break. You get burnout, people. And then uh Tyler Warner's tweet was <laughs> unreal. For sure. Isaiah Thomas <laughs> last dance photo. Um he's probably the only one that I was like wow left off would be Ty I mean that was my wow with Jake Richard like it was kind of like a wow they put Jake Richard over over Ty like that's interesting that that was my thing but I wonder if it has anything to do with school and and like that if they feel like too much of a commitment for the time being and didn't want to interfere with anything like that i have no clue yeah. obviously because no idea I, I have no insider information with that kind of stuff yet yeah yeah uh, <laughs> love that kieran's rocking number six as well for team usa that's that's nice picasso i like it uh don't know how i feel about blaze wearing number nine though yeah most people don't wear their their number which i find weird but i find that so weird I mean that's and that's every like, that's every sport. Yeah, I say that's across so many sports. Like people just wear a different number, and I'm like, is there a clause that says right? you can't wear your own number? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, no, that number's name, that. image, and likeness belongs to your team you play for, not your international team. Sorry, you have no rights to that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. I don't know what number Sour is. Sour is wearing five. That's interesting. Very interesting. Well, obviously, Karen's getting away with wearing six, so I don't know. People Sours, are Sours out of the double twenty, uh, the double twos is gonna be like, very weird. It's like I've only, it? who that is. I've only seen him in double twos. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Yeah, that's gonna be very weird. Blaze not in zero in field game is very weird too. It's just uh, we'll see. Who's wearing zero over? Nobody. <laughs> like, what the hell? Nobody. Uh but that's the Team USA Worlds roster. And uh we'll wrap up here with 
top 50 chat we got the top three officially in order number three trevor baptiste number two lyle thompson number one tom schreiber shout out to whoever the fuck designed the the one through five player tees those shits are fucking fire because i got that lyle john i'm ordering the trevor one like damn near immediately as soon as i get my next paycheck because good god if if the pll will allow us somehow to do merch for hashtag our guys like that little collab collab imagine imagine a colin squire shirt like that kieran a Collins shirt that says Squire Sixes. <laughs> With Jeff Probst on it from Survivor. <laughs> Screaming. Like Squires, Kieran, Jack, and I'm just trying to think of like a top five. Blaze would be one for us for sure. Um,. Eli. Oh yeah. Those would be sick. Um I was gonna bring something up just now too that just popped in my head and now I can't think of it. Shirts. PLL. Fuck. Page it. What was I gonna say? Oh, we're working on something fun for uh, next week's show. Obviously, last show of the year. Working on squaring that away, um, which will be very fun. Hopefully, we can pull that off. Um, God, I was going to say something, and I'm going to be so pissed because once we stop recording, I'm going to remember it. Yep. That's what always happens. How it always goes. I'm trying to think of what I was thinking of. That's so annoying. Oh, your your meth man stuff came in though. Obviously, yeah, there. Yeah, there. Shirt was there. You love that hat. I do. I do love that. Hat, these man. these that hats. Fire. If you're watching on YouTube, you should be. I got the throwback chaos and redwoods ones in, and I have the water dogs one on the way. They are just like the method man hat, just not as uh, not as necessary to <laughs> have the strap, you know, on the very last one to feel like it's uh working for you it's a normal fitting but it's the same style of feel you just got a big hit can't argue with that because my method man hat fits just fine it is not on the last button <laughs> but this one's on a regular like on three like three are off the like i said thing you gotta do something about that head man maybe you just have a small head i do <laughs> Actually, I do. <laughs> we so, balance yeah. each other out. Facts. <laughs> oh, uh, obviously, the holidays are uh, are here. What is uh, what is your your wish for lacrosse gift this year? Um, honestly, now it doesn't that... even have to be a rap thing. Just like as right. a whole. Now that I'm not going to Vegas this week. 
I'm supposed to be going again in March. So for Vegas to be playing at home while I'm there. True. Do you know what date's in March? I do not know yet. I was going to say, I'll pull up Vegas' schedule right now. <laughs> um, for me, uh, my holiday wish, I'm going to drop a three-pack of players that I want to come on the podcast. Ooh. Kieran McCardle, Colin Squires, and Tom Schreiber. <laughs> Tom Which I think Schreiber. I think all three are attainable. Because for whatever well, reason Colin and Karen are, are like Karen's one email away. <laughs> they're all about it. They're all about it. Tom Dude. like this season especially, Tom and I kind of built a little bit of a like friendship in a way and like a trust. Like in the DMs and kind of just like seeing each other. And Tom like knows who I am now, which is kind of cool. Um, so I think Tom Schreiber coming on the pod is more attainable than we thought. I like that. Plus, I, like I, that. I broke the news of his contract signing. Right. Which is pretty big deal. Tom's my guy. He's a hashtag my guy. Oh, okay. 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 Always has been, but like I'm putting that official tag there now for the people. Now, so they now know. it's there. He's a hashtag my guy. Um. Yeah, I think I think all three of those are attainable. Okay, I'm down for it. Um, I have no reason not to be. True, it benefits all of us. <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm dead. And uh, hopefully, everybody has a safe, happy, and fun holiday season. If you get any lacrosse gifts. Tweet them at us. DM them to us on the IGs at OTB Laxpod. We want to see it all, whether it's cards you pull. Dude, oh, what about uh, – this wasn't what I was thinking of earlier, but that Zed Williams one-of-one that oh, was on yeah. the interwebs. Good grief. What yeah. a beautiful card. What a Fantastic. beautiful card. It was – Mint. Chef's a kiss. Uh, so if you get packs, if you pull anything, tweet it at us. If you get any, you know, jersey shirts, swag, whatever, maybe if you get OTB shirts, tweet them at us. Um, Big fat. Any lacrosse merch you get, we want to see it all. We'll retweet it. We'll post it. All that good stuff at OTB Laxpod. Follow Deej on Twitter at SCS underscore next great. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the heck you get your podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. That's what we want, too, this holiday season. We want five-star reviews, and we want YouTube subscribers. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're 19 away from our year-end goal. I know there's 19 of you listening and watching right now that are not subscribed to the YouTube channel. So go subscribe. Be a friend, tell a friend. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon. Comment down below all your uh, thoughts about everything we talked about on this episode and uh, subscribe. But this has been also get your merch, phiapparel.co use code underground 10% off, get your merch, get your merch, get your merch. It's the easiest, most effective and direct way to support everything DJ and I are doing with OTB and all of our podcasts, like it supports our entire company. So phiapparel.co, 
Co code underground 10% off. Do it, do it, do it. And uh, this has been episode number 253 of the number nine ranked NCAA allegedly award nominated, honorably mentioned, viewable on YouTube, official lacrosse podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network, outside the box podcast. For Deej, I'm KB. Everybody have a happy holiday. We'll see you guys next week, hopefully with our plan that we're working on. But until then, we're signing the heck off. Peace. Peace. And that's outside the box.